And now we take you to Evangel Church in Tallahassee, Florida, to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. I was thinking about, as Pastor Gay, we were praying and getting ready to just kind of continue on the series of Hope for the Holidays, and we were praying this week, and just what the Lord would have me to share, and I, um, I got to thinking, Christmas is you know, my favorite season, and a lot of us probably have our own family traditions and the things you're looking forward to. I know we do. Um, And the thought across my mind is a question I wanted to pose to all of you is, do you remember the best Christmas gift that you ever received? Just think about that just, just for a second. Just hold that in your mind, because I got to thinking and I was praying about it as I was preparing for this message. And you know, over the years, I've received a lot of great gifts, um, and a lot of those probably were either donated or my mom secretly put them away, and I never saw that. I know we do that to our kids, um, just to clean out stuff. But I do have in my memory, I wanted to share with all of you as a church family, um, one of my favorite Christmas memories, one of my favorite Christmas gifts I ever received. I was about six years old, and we were... Uh, we moved around a lot um, at that time. You know, my, my parents had separated, and um, we're living in a little town called Gretna, Florida. Anybody know where Gretna is? Yeah, we live there. And, um, and I remember that Christmas season. My mom's here with us today. Hey, Mom. And, uh, um, and I, I, I remember I, I'm the oldest of three, so I have a younger brother who is 17 months younger than me, and then I have a little sister who's almost four years younger. So... We're, um, my, my, so we're, we're young, we're small. She's got three babies, three kids, and uh, we are hanging out in, in, this, in this little single wide trailer and, and it's Christmas season and, and we're getting ready. It's the night before Christmas, Christmas Eve. And, um, and I remember, I can remember this, like I'm, I'm telling you this story right now and, I, and I, I can put myself right back there at six years old. I can remember us getting ready for bed, brushing our teeth, putting jammies on, all those things that I do now with my girls. And um, I remember making this statement to my mother, we don't have a Christmas tree. How will Santa Claus bring us gifts? And, uh, you know, I remember her just saying, you know, it's going to be okay. It's all going to work out. Uh, So we went to bed, we went to sleep. We woke up the next morning and on the wall um, of that little single wide trailer, there was a cutout of a Christmas tree made out of aluminum foil and a leftover Christmas lights that she had around the house. And there were Christmas presents. And at six years old, it blew my mind. How in the world did this happen? We went to bed, there's no, there no glimmer of a tree, no presents. You know, and as the years go, you know, went on, I got older, and of course, uh, talking to her more. Um, we were recipients that year of a church who, in, in the area, in the Gaston County area, who just blessed us, who just knew our need and, and brought the gifts. But my mom, she just made do with what she had that day, that night. We had a Christmas tree, Santa brought the gifts, and we had a, we had a good Christmas. Can I tell you, though, church, I don't remember one tangible gift I received that Christmas. I don't remember the toys. I don't remember whatever was in those. I don't remember. I remember opening them, but I don't remember what we had. But the one gift that I do remember that I received that, that day, that Christmas, and it's edged in my mind even now as an adult, is I received hope. I received hope for that on that day. I got to thinking about how we're celebrating. We have been talking this whole Christmas 
service, you've, the theme of the service, if you've gotten it, is God with us, Emmanuel, the incarnation of Christ. This is the greatest gift that humanity has ever received. The gift of hope came in the form of Jesus, born as a baby in a manger, born to a virgin teenage girl, born to a family that was not really known of. It was born in obscurity in a little small town. But it fulfilled great prophecy, it fulfilled the great meaning, and it changed the trajectory, and it changed history for all of us. God did not come as a warrior king. He did not come riding on a cloud. He did not come in shouts and in in this amazement. He came as this humble child, born in innocence, born in also a great time of just upheaval and civil and social unrest, But he came, I believe, the reason that God chose to come to earth in that way is so that all of us in here, all of us in here, he can relate to every single one of us. He can relate to every single one of us, no matter how low our circumstances may get, or no matter, maybe this is a great season for you. Maybe you are on cloud nine, everything is going well in your family, everything has been good this year. He can relate to that because he stepped from glory, but he also can relate to you if this has not been a good season, or if this isn't a good season right now. Think about the manger scene. It, you know, we see it as this wooden trough, and it's nice, and it's, I, it more than likely was a cave, church. It more than likely was was cold and damp we you know there's so many different pictures that we could tell and I don't have time to do that but but the savior of the world came in the most humble conditions so he can understand and so he can relate to every single one of us when I look at in the in the passage I want to look at today is found in Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 through 23 I'll read it here in just a second it's, the, it's a version of the Christmas story. The Gospels tell this passage very well. It's, it's, it's re, it, re, it reoccurs throughout the Gospel message. But you know, the words of Matthew are not only fulfillment of prophecy, but it's also words that brought hope and peace and reassurance to Joseph. Because it's the, his side of the story that we get here in Matthew chapter 1. It brings hope and it brings peace and it brings reassurance to Joseph in the middle of one of his of the most difficult decision in an uncomfortable circumstance that he's faced with he wanted I believe the angel of the Lord when he came he wanted Joseph to know hey this is part of God's plan get this Joseph you're a part of God's plan and I know this is tough I know this is a difficult season I know you want to divorce her you're a good man I know that you don't want to cause her any shame or ridicule you don't want to cause your family shame but if you'll trust me in the middle of this circumstance I'm going to prove to you that this is my will this is exactly what I want you to do let's read real quick Verse 18, that's where we pick up. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. When I read the scripture, church, I just try to put myself in the story. Can you imagine being in this situation at this time? Verse 20 says, but after he had considered this, after he had pondered this, after he had thought on it, 
An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. It's a fulfillment of Isaiah 7.14. Matthew uses that. He's, he's showing his readers then and us today that Jesus is that fulfillment. He's the long-awaited promise of God coming it's always been a part of God's plan. It's not a plan B, church. This was not, this did not catch God, God off guard. He always intended from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden for us to be in perfect unity and relationship with him. And Jesus is that fulfillment. Jesus is the reason that he came was to restore the relationship between God and humanity, and that is filled. That's why his name is Emmanuel. He is God with us, God in the flesh. And I know we've kind of unpacked that over the last few weeks here on Sunday morning. He's, he's the hope in the midst of your circumstances. He's the joy, and he's the peace, and he's the revelation. He's the love of God. We see that all in full display here in what we traditionally call the Christmas story. I don't know what your circumstance is this morning. I don't know what you brought in and what you're carrying through this season in life. But I do know a God who gives hope and peace and reassurance in the midst of your circumstances. Your circumstances don't have to dictate your future. Your circumstances don't even have to dictate the immediacy of your life right now. They don't have to overtake you. They don't have to overwhelm you. And I know in a season, I know in this Christmas season, there's a lot of joy, but there's also sometimes a lot of despair. I know there's sometimes there's, there's the, the loss of loved ones or the missing of family and all those things and all those emotions that you're dealing with. But I want to tell you today that there is hope for these holidays and his name is Jesus. I want, you to say, I want someone to know this, that you're not forgotten in here today. You're not too far gone. You don't have to give up. You don't have to give in. But Jesus is here with us today. He's here with you, and he's for you. He's already paid the price, but get this. That's not the end of the story. We, we are talking about his advent and his first coming. We're celebrating his birth. But I believe that we see a, a, the beautiful picture of the cross even in the manger. His life was important. His death was important. But the, the, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that he did not stay dead. But that his life, what he taught us how to live and how to be and how to have a relationship with God, he also revealed to us that he's already won and that the victory is in him completely. There's two questions I want to pose as I close down, as I end this. Have you ever experienced God's amazing love by trusting in Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You have to raise your hand, but just, if that's you, if you're a believer here, you've ever done that, you know what that means, you know, you probably can take us back to that moment and that time where you made that decision. But I, I wanna talk to the person maybe in here that hasn't. You've not put your trust in Jesus to forgive you of your sins. You don't really know the freedom that I may have, that I was just talking about. You don't know the forgiveness or the love yet, but today you have an opportunity to before you leave this place.
I ask you, if you've never put your trust, your full trust in Jesus as Lord and as Savior of your life, would you like to today? We'll just bow our heads real quick and close our eyes. In this holy moment, I believe the Lord's speaking to someone's heart. I want to give you an opportunity just right there at your seat. If you would like for the very first time to put your trust, or maybe you've never done it, but maybe you have, but you just you want to make a recommitment to the Lord right there in your seat, we just raise your hand real quick where I can see it. I see the little hands going up. That's precious. I see a hand. Thank you for that hand. Thank you. Anyone else? You want to put your trust in Jesus for the very first time this Christmas season or make a recommitment to him? I see those hands. I see those. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, as an act of just being a church and being a family, can we pray this prayer with those that just raised their hands? Y'all repeat after me. Lord Jesus, today I put my full trust in you as my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I choose to believe in you. Fill me, Holy Spirit. In your name I pray. Amen. Hey, listen, those of you that raised your hand, if you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. Can we give it up to them? Welcome to the family of God. If you pray that prayer, I'm going to ask Pastor Donnie. He's going to come right here. If, if We're going to have a time of worship here to close this out. Because there's one more thing I want to pray and give ministry opportunity with. But if you prayed that prayer, if you raised your hand for salvation, you're going to see Pastor Donnie. There's some resources we want to give you. Um, we don't want you to feel like, well, that's, that's it. There's some next steps we want to help you take as you grow in that relationship with Jesus. If there are any ministry team altar workers here today, I know it's a special uh, service. I do want to just have a time of worship as we end, but I'm going to invite our altar team to come because, as I said earlier, I know that some of you are in the midst of difficult, maybe you're in the midst of difficult circumstances or maybe not, but I want to give an opportunity that whatever the circumstance you're faced with right now in your family, in your personal life, are you trusting God in the midst of those circumstances? And do you need someone just to agree and to just pray with you? We're going to open these altars. We're going to worship for a little bit of time so our, if our altar team can come. But I'm going to pray, and as we do, these altars are open. We're going to worship for a time, and then we'll close the service. But if you need prayer, if you prayed the prayer of salvation, or maybe you didn't pray and you would like to, please come. These altars are open. Father, I love you. I thank you for this Christmas season. I thank you that you are God with us, that you love us with an unending love, and that, Father, you came as the greatest gift of all. And God, today, Lord, I thank you for just meeting us in our time of need and meeting us in these, in these circumstances of life. That God, we choose in this moment to worship and to honor and to adore your name. I thank you, God, for the three hands that were raised and said yes to you to make a full commitment. God, we just pray for them. That God, in this season, Lord, that they would give their hearts completely and totally to you. In Jesus' mighty name. As we worship here at the end, these altars are open. Will you worship with us? Yeah. We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. 
For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and His church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 1030 and Wednesday evenings at 7. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.